Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We said this year is the Jesus year. Amen. Um, and as we conclude this year, um, I, I want us, Bazalani, that, that our hearts may be at the, the, the right place. Amen. And we, we're just going to be focusing on the theme of worship, which is I worship. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, at the moment, do not uh, try to link it to anything else that you know about worship. Just open your heart um, and receive. Amen. Don't try and um, predict Uguti, where is this going to go. But just uh, open your heart and, and, and receive. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number two. Umateu. Uh, chapter number two, uh, from verse one through to two, and I'm going to take also verse eight and verse number 11. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, verse two, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him we have come to worship him verse number eight and he sent them to Bethlehem this was Herod we know the story of how when Herod heard about the birth of Jesus the Bible says his heart was troubled and uh, he wanted to destroy him or to kill him and then the Bible says he went to the wise men to ask them where this Jesus is and of course they were still looking for him and then the Bible says he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Verse 11 and when they had come into the house they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and may. Father, thank you for the reading of your word. We pray, oh God, that you may speak to us in Jesus' name. We pray, amen and amen. Amen. Praise is for all creation. Say all creation. creation. Praise is for everyone and everything um, that acknowledges that its creator and maker is God. Whether having breath or not, but as long as we recognize and we acknowledge that God is our creator and maker, God demands or he commands us to praise him. Psalm 150 and verse number 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 148 from verse number one, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you stars of light, praise him you heavens of heavens and you waters above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, 
you great sea creatures and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all creatures, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted, his glory is above all the earth and heaven, and he has exalted the horn of his people and praise of all his saints of the children of Israel, a people near to him, praise the Lord. So all of us, as we are created by God, we are commanded to praise God. When the sun is shining, it is praise to God. When the wind is blowing, it is praise to God. When we live out our lives to fulfill his purpose for our lives, it is praise unto him. Praise uh, does not start and end with a song, but it is living the kind of a life that fulfills his plan and purpose that it becomes praise unto him. Are we here? Praise is for all creation. Say it after me. Praise is for all creation. But worship, on the other hand, is for recreation. Those who are recreated in Christ Jesus. Number one, the Bible tells us that God is spirit. In other words, we relate with God spiritually. It can only be spirit to spirit because God is spirit. In order for me to have a true relationship with a dog, I must first become a dog. Otherwise, we won't even hear or understand each other. Am I making sense, Bazalan? So God can only be worshipped spiritually. And this is the reason why we have God to be born Again, the Bible says God is spirit and those who worship him must do so in spirit, in spirit. Man is spirit, he has a soul and he lives in a body. Your soul keeps you in touch with yourself, your body keeps you in touch with the world, but your spirit keeps you in touch with God. You can only relate with God spirit to spirit. Are we here, Bazalwan? So that's why we must be born again because all of us when we are born into this world we are born spiritually dead unto God that is our spirits uh, only have a, a, a an ability to connect with any other spirit except for God if we are dead spiritually in other words if we are not born again so that's why Jesus puts it very clear. He says, you must be born again. Why? Because that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen? Amen. Are we here? Yes. So we have got to be born again. How do we get born again? Uh, 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 or what happens when we are born again? We are recreated. That's why we say worship is for recreation. In a sense of those who are recreated in Christ. Not the kind of recreation of other activities, right? But I'm talking about in a sense of being recreated in Christ. Because when we are born again, that is what happens. That's why the Bible says that those who are in Christ are now new creatures. 
because we have been recreated. Ephesians 2 verse 10 in the Amplified Classic Translation, it says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking the paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So there is a kind of life that God wants us to live. There are paths that he wants us to take in life, but they can only happen if we are recreated in him, in Christ, if we are born anew, if we now have a relationship with God, with a living God, a true and a living relationship with God. Are we together as a lot? And that is the only way that we can worship God in spirit. That's why we may worship God in spirit. And I, I, I said this earlier. I said, please, uh, just for the purposes of this message today, uh, uh, do not for today link worship with singing. Because I don't want us, as I'm talking or as I'm preaching, each time I say worship, we have a picture of us, you know, lifting up our hands and singing. I'm talking about something way deeper than singing. I'm talking about the essence of worship. Before a song erupts in your heart, worship begins somewhere. Before a song erupts in your mouth, worship begins in the heart. Are we, are we together, Bazalan? Now, there is a call to us as God's people, particularly believers, to a place of worship. There is a call, a divine call, to be worshippers of Jesus and not just believers. But we must first see him for who he is. And then believe in him, who he is and what he has done, so that our worship may be authentic. Take note, the scripture where we have read, we said, the wise men from the east, <laughs> of which we, we are from the east, right? In Pumalanga, right? The wise men came to do what? To worship Jesus. When they heard about his birth, the Bible says they came and what was their aim? What was their motive? What was their agenda? To worship Jesus. They came from wherever they came with an intention to worship Jesus. And when they found him, they did exactly that. What did they do? They bowed down before him and worshipped him. And of course, they took out gifts, presented them before him. And that's why, and, and there's a reason why the Bible uses those specific gifts. But that is a story for another day. Amen. Amen. So there is a call from heaven to us as God's people, number one, not just to cease or to stop at being God's creation, but to be God's recreation, if I may call it that. So that we can be able to worship him because God is expecting worship, not just praise, but also worship from us as his creation. But also there is a call to a place of worship to us as believers. 
to understand that it does not end at the altar call receiving Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We need to move to the next level of being worshippers. Not just followers, but worshippers of this Jesus. Worshippers of this Jesus. Not just people who go to church, who now associate with Christianity, but so that we can go or shift into something deeper than that. Because I will tell you the danger of just being a person who associates with Christianity or with the name of Jesus. The danger is that it is possible to do that and still have your heart somewhere else, worshipping somewhere else. And I don't know, Bazalani, I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, when I was going through this message, I said, God, you know, I, I, each time I touch on these things, I feel like maybe I have a burden of really addressing us and teaching us as Abandaba Nyama how to be devoted Christians. Because many of us, we live in two worlds. We, 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 yes, we, we say we are Christians, but there's a lot of mixture. And for as long as we are not totally free or totally delivered, I will keep on addressing these things. Jesus expects worship from us. Jesus expects worship from us. Let me start here. Bazalwan, <laughs> you know, the Bible tells us that we are to only worship the Lord our God, right? Only God can be worshipped. And let me put it this way. Many of us, we don't have a problem following Jesus, talking about Jesus, testifying about Jesus. But many of us, even though we are Christians, we still have a problem of worshiping him. Because that is a dimension of God. And what I like is that Jesus is very subtle with sending a message to us that we need to see him as God and so that we can treat him as God and worship him. The Bible is very clear about saying we shall worship the Lord our God. And, 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 and remember when Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness. He said, look at all of these things that are around. He showed him everything and he said, I can give you all of these things if you can just bow down to, him, to, to me and worship me. And it's been discussed at Slingana Angaznan. Because he's demanding worship from somebody that he's supposed to be worshiping. And Jesus' response to him is that it is written that you shall worship the Lord thy God. Only him at that point. In other words, he was sending a message that 
I'm not supposed to be bowing down to you. It's supposed to be the other way. Because as you are going to see, there is this interesting thing or theme all throughout the Bible that you see that worship is exclusively for God. And that's why even us as black people, sin is mean to give to just other things something that is exclusively reserved for God. I'm sure you will notice that angelic figures used to appear in the Bible in different instances, whether they are sent by God to deliver a message or to perform a miracle, but their glory and majesty will be in such a way that people will want to worship them. It would invoke worship. Why? Because there's something about them that they even God himself would not blame you because he will also depend on the angels themselves to redirect that worship. That's why the angels would say to people, do not worship me because I'm your fellow servant. Because they knew exactly that if I dare receive this, I will be punished because worship is exclusively reserved for God. Even though they represent God at that stage, at that point, but they cannot receive it. And the Bible also teaches us about this figure in the Old Testament that the Bible refers to as the angel of the Lord. It will not just say angel or uh, or call them by name, Michael or Gabriel, but it will say the angel of the Lord. And it was only that particular person because remember, even when we talk about Jesus and he was born in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, it doesn't mean that he started to exist in the New Testament. Jesus was there even before the foundation of the... That's why John 1 opens with, in the beginning there was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Right? So Jesus is God. And that's why from time to time he was very much operational but not as Jesus. And he would appear to different people and those people would bow down before that figure called the angel of the Lord. And that's why the Bible talks about also the fourth man in the fire. Because it was the pre-incarnate, the appearance of Christ in the Old Testament. And when people bowed down before that angel of the Lord, he would not reprimand them. And yet he would not go, he would not be punished. Why? Because he is God. Now, I want to put it to us, Barcelona, that even though we are using the name of Jesus, even though we are passionate about the name of Jesus, but we also must make sure that we do not take him for granted to a point of just using him for what we can get from him and stop looking at him as God. And that's why many of us, we handle, that's why, listen to this, the Bible says anyone who uses his name or handles his name, that's what the Bible says. Why? Because it is a holy name, because he is God. Because sometimes we shy away, what's what you because we, 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 
because we, 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 don't, we don't see Jesus as God. And, and, and many of us, even when we are Christians, many of us, we are Christians for a and, and we are, we are, we are, you know, associating with this name, we are using this name on daily basis, but we fall short in as far as worshiping him is concerned. We use him for what we can get out of this name because the name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus can do things. I made this example earlier. I said, I'm I'm a husband to my wife, right? That's the main thing. And her only. I'm a husband to one wife, right? No. Like, there's no competition whatsoever. She's the only woman who preoccupies my mind. Yes. Only one. I'm a husband to her, but I'm also her lover. Right? She's my lover. We love each other. We do things for each other. I make tea for her. Um, and many other things, you know, we, we, we can tell each other, and, and we, in that zone, we, we good, you know, if she tells me, I'm a tennis I go, you know, if she tells me to this, you know, and, and, and if we live in that space for a long time, she can easily forget that I am her husband. Because in my capacity as a husband, it makes me a head of the house. And if she's always expecting me to act as a lover, she will miss the fact that at the end of the day, the Bible says I am the head of the family. Actually, her head. That's what the Bible put, That's how the Bible puts it. And she can only be reminded, so we can live in this zone forever and then I can easily say no to something that she's asking. And then it dawns, Oish, by the way, as much as Antanda is still a leader, he's still the head. There are certain decisions that can only go with him. So it happens in our relationship with Jesus. Because as we pray, in the name of Jesus, do this. In the name of, it's like, then it almost feels like he is our servant. We use him to, to do stuff and to, to have our way. And do. That's why I always say to people, nah, it's good to pray as Christians. It's good to pray. We must pray. But do not take it to a level of trusting in your prayers. More than trusting the God you are praying to. Because at the end of the day, it is still prayer. It is still a petition. Do not trust too much in your prayer as if through your prayers you can do all things. The Bible does not say your prayers can do all things. The Bible says he, he, God, whatever it is impossible with me, it is possible with him. God can do all things. Not your prayers. (laughs) So we, we need to make sure that in our relationship with Jesus, as much as this name can do things for us, but we must not forget that he's God. And if he's God, 
There must be worship. Let me take it to the next level. He, he says in another place, some will come and say, we have casted out demons in your name. We have healed the sick in your name. These are people who came, took the name, used it, and it produced the results. But the Bible says, and then, but I will say, I did not know you. In other words, at the God level, we did not relate. There was no worship I received from your side. Because in my world, you don't exist. Because being born again translates you from this realm into the realm of God. And unless you are born again, you can never be known. That's why the Bible says, unless you are born again, you cannot see nor enter the kingdom of God. There's nothing spiritual in the realm of God that you can benefit. That's why even when Jesus, the disciples, when they came to him and said, teach us to pray. He said, this is how you shall pray. Our father, take note, he did not say our God. Because as soon as he says our father, it, it limits the list to say who qualifies to pray to God. God only gives attention to his children at that level. Our father, because if you can be walking around in a mall and some random child comes to you and says, Baba, the first question you will ask, who are you? Why are you calling me your father? What gives you the ground to call me? So when Jesus was saying, you shall say, our father, he was simply saying, you need to first be born by God. So that you can call. The Bible says it is his spirit that cries out from us, Abba Father. Not going to church. Not being a member of Builders Church. Not attending services. Not filling in a, a membership form. Not wearing a blue shirt and receiving a package in, during the iConnect experience. You must be born again. You must be born from above. God's spirit must give birth to you through the seed of his word. You must be born again. It's a must. It's not a suggestion. It's a must for each and every one of us. We must be born from above. We must be given birth by God himself so that we can become his children. We must be born again. We must be born again. And that's why, you know, we must not just be excited about, we, we are one of those who are mentioning the name of Jesus. Everybody mentions the name of Jesus. Let me tell you this. Almost every religion under the sun recognizes the name of Jesus. Every religion under the sun recognizes Jesus and his existence. Every religion, they recognize Jesus. But it's problem they take him as just a prophet a servant of God or whatever but they don't want to acknowledge him as God and many of us as Christians it's easy to fall into that trap of religion of just associating with Jesus as a prophet as the one who does things for me and not see him as God. I, I, I hear you say you are a Christian. The question is, are you a worshiper of God? 
Are you a worshiper of Jesus? And if you say yes, what makes you think, think so? Worship, Bazalwani. As we say, there is this call to worship. Worship is preceded by two things. One, it is preceded by sight. The opening of our eyes to see Jesus for who he is. The Bible says before we were saved, you and I, when we were born as sinners, we were blind. Blinded by the God of this world so that we don't believe. 2 Corinthians 4 from verse 3, the Bible says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world, G-O-T, small g, the God of this world has blinded. Who do not believe? Why don't we believe? Because we are blinded. We are blinded. We don't see. We can't see Jesus for who he is. Then it says, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So first, our eyes must be opened. We must begin to see Jesus for who he is. That's why we said at the beginning of this year, our aim should be to know Jesus. Right? To know him. Who he is. And what he has done. Because that is what the gospel is all about. To know Jesus. Who he is. And, 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 and we, we, we need to understand. Not, we, we, must not, we must know him. Not according to men or human terms. Because there are many people who try to explain or describe Jesus. But they are still missing it. So we need to know him. As God reveals him to us. That's why the Bible talks about the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of God must reveal Jesus to us. Look, look here, here, here's what the Bible, Jesus first starts by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. In another place, he says, nobody can come to me unless it has been granted by the Father. So us seeing Jesus for who he is depends on God and his spirit revealing him to us. That's why, let me tell you this, many of us, we grew up in homes with Bibles, at school, we were told about this Jesus. Jesus is everywhere. During Christmas, we hear about Jesus. There are Jesus stories. But we did not see him for who he is. We just knew he is one of the great people who once lived and died and possibly rose. And there are many of us who are Christians listening to me here. Let's be honest. We are not truly convinced that he rose. You are giving it the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was always Jesus around, but we were blind. We did not see. So that's why I'm saying, before we get to the, so can you imagine, if I'm in that space and I continue going to church, I attend church, I am singing songs, does that mean I am worshiping? No. Because number one, I don't know him. 
I don't see him for who he is. I might be enjoying the music. Because I mean worship music is anointed. I might be enjoying the songs. Have you ever seen the passion of us singing to God or about God before we are born again? Man, it's so good. It's, it feels, it's so nice. You are singing the song, but there's no worship in it. So, so talking about sight, talking about sight, there was this man, the Bible says he was born blind. To a point that people asked whether he sinned or, or the, the parents sinned. And then Jesus said, no, no, no. Uh, he didn't sin and his parents did not sin. But this happened so that God can be glorified. The Bible continues to tell us that Jesus then prayed for him, gave him new eyes. But because he, Jesus did this on Sabbath, they, they were not happy. And they were disputing the miracle, questioned this man, questioned their parents and said, hey, there's a claim. They say this man was blind. As a matter of fact, he was born blind. And now his eyes are opened. Is it even possible that there can be a person who can open someone else's eyes? And, and the parents said, yeah, but this is our child. As a matter of fact, we don't even know how did it happen. All we know is that he was born blind and now he can see. And even he himself, he testified and said, all I know, I don't know about this Jesus because they were cornering him to say, to claim that he's the Messiah so that they can deal with him. And he said, you know what? I don't know much. I don't know where this man is. All I know is that I was blind, but now I can see. That's all I know. I can see. And the Bible tells us that this man was cast out of the synagogue. And here's what I like. In John chapter number 9 from verse 35, the Bible says, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? Man, this scripture troubled me. Because worship is preceded by sight, but secondly by belief. This man has experienced a miracle from Jesus. This man had started testifying about Jesus. He was telling others about the miracle that he had. But he did not even believe in who Jesus was. Listen to what the scripture says. Marcelo, look at this. this. This troubled me. I said, God help us. God help us. When Je Remember, Jesus knows our hearts. He knows where we are in our walk with him. So as he finds him, we are born good. This man is not received well in the religious space because of the way that the miracle has happened. Because of who performed the miracle. Can you imagine the religious people who are supposed to be believing in Jesus? And he was cast out. But Jesus, the Bible says, he went to look for him. But why did he look for him? He looked for him 
to ask him this question. Do you believe in the Son of God? He knows his heart. He's excited about the miracle. He was blind, now he can see. But the question is, does he believe? And, and Jesus here is careful with words. He does not say, do you believe in me? He says, do you believe in the Son of God? That's a very pregnant statement. If you think it's not pregnant, ask yourself why when Jesus declared himself as the Son of God, they wanted to stone him. Because he was not just saying, I'm a child of God. He was not saying that. He was actually saying, I'm God. Because Jesus was not born again like we are born again. He was God. So when he was born, given birth by Mary, he was God. And he says, do you believe in the Son of God? Eh. The miracle man who can now see. His response was, who is he? So that I can believe in him. Having experienced a breakthrough. Can it be possible that many of us, we are in the church world, we are experiencing miracles, breakthroughs in the name of Jesus, but in the name of the one that we do not know truly who he is. Can it be possible that many of us, we, and, and take note, Jesus had to look for him. After a miracle, he did not follow Jesus. Did not become even a follower. He just took a miracle, thank you, and walked away. Did not even follow Jesus. Jesus had to go and look for him. Do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he? So that I can believe in him. Can it be possible, Barcelona, that many of us, we walk in and out of church each and every day, we embrace the name of Jesus, we sing about the name of Jesus, we proclaim the name of Jesus, we even preach the name of Jesus, but not for who he truly is. And that's why we fall short even in worship. Because when we see him for who he is, God the word that became flesh. The word that was there in the beginning. The word that was with God and the word that was God. If we can see him for who he is, it will invoke worship from us. I said don't link it with songs. That's what I said. Don't link it with songs. Jesus says, as a matter of fact, the one that we are talking to is the Son of God. He's the one that I'm talking about. And the Bible says, and I thank God for him, this man, because after his eyes were opened, he declares his faith. He says to Jesus, Lord, I believe. In other words, I took you as a miracle man. I took you as somebody who has got supernatural power. I have a testimony in my life. Listen. The greatest testimony, entry level, is to testify about the miracle. But the greatest testimony to be told, it is to testify about the one who has performed the miracle. I know you can talk about what Jesus did for you. 
But can you talk about him? Who he is? What does he mean to you? What is his place in your life? He says, Lord, I believe. And then the Bible says, and he worshipped him. Out of belief. Out of acknowledging who he is. What, what did that do? In other words, the opening of his eyes invoked belief. Belief invoked worship. I cannot, listen, nobody told him to worship. Nobody taught him worship. But his eyes were opened. And the opening of his eyes was met with faith. The word that came. I am he, the son of God. The Bible says, and he worshipped him. And he worshipped him. Fine. You believe in Jesus. My question is, what are you doing about it? Remember, the Bible says, even demons believe. And yet they tremble. Yes, you believe. You say you believe in Jesus. Yes, you came to an altar call, confess Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You said, I believe with my heart. But what are you doing with your belief? Faith without works is dead. So it does not mean anything. Listen, you can stop at believing and still be worshipping somewhere else. And many of us are there. We believe in Jesus, but our worship is still directed somewhere else. Our worship is still misplaced. Yes, you believe. What are you doing with your belief? What are you doing with your belief? So we must just move on from just perceiving this Jesus, believing in him as just this powerful man who can do things for us, who can save us from our sins and, and begin to look at him as God and begin to worship him. There are different types of worship in the Bible. Jesus. That's why I'm saying some of us, we believe, but our worship is still misplaced. I want to just give you quickly five different types of worship. Number one, angelic worship. Angelic worship. Angelic worship. The Bible talks about it in the book of Colossians chapter number two. And it, it says... As a matter of fact, it refers to it as false humility. And it says, and, in, and, and, and the worship of angels. Meaning, this is when maybe you believe you are a Christian, you come to church. But you have fallen in love more with the supernatural than God. Or the supernatural God himself. You fall in love with angelic visitations, vision, dreams, supernatural to a point that you will do anything 
you will bow down to anyone for the sake of the manifestation of the supernatural. Listen, that's why I always say God always depends on his ministers to redirect worship. That even though I can have powers and be like an angel in your midst, but I must not receive worship. And there are many churches today where the supernatural has become their God. That's why I was talking about prayer earlier to say, to a point that people are bragging these days about how much they pray, how long they pray, instead of emphasizing the God they're praying to. As if it is the amount of my prayer that produces a miracle. Am I saying we're not supposed to pray? That's not what I'm saying. Am I saying we're not supposed to pray longer? That's not what I'm saying. But while you are doing it, guard your heart. Not to put more emphasis on these manifestations that God. Because listen, listen. The Bible puts it clearly. Power belongs to God. Does not matter how much you pray. Power belongs to God. Never think that you are the source of the power. You see, it becomes witchcraft if you feel like you are generating power. If you feel like you're the source of power, that as you pray, as you do this, it feels like you are to produce some supernatural manifestation. Let's learn to redirect our faith in God. No matter how anointed I can be, no matter how great I can be, but do not confuse me with God. No matter how prophetic I can be. Listen, that's why the Bible says, false, it, it, it links this with false humility. Before the, the anointed great super, we, we, we are quick to honor. We, we can bow down, oh, men of God and whatever. And yet before God, we are arrogant before God. We, 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 we don't show honor before God. We are, it's, it's, it's all about what men can see on the outside. But our hearts, when it comes to God himself, we are not, our disposition, Barcelona, is misplaced. Listen, we need to make sure that we get back to the right place of putting God where he is and stop worshiping what God uses and what God reveals and what God... Thank God for the supernatural. We need the supernatural. We believe in the supernatural. We pray for the supernatural. But it must not be our God. If you come to this church and a miracle has happened or whatever the case may be, redirect it to God. That's why we end up with the God of this, the God of this. Listen, Barcelona, we are one day we are going to be in trouble because we don't even know in other cases which God does a person worship as we claim their God is our God. Listen, we need to get to a point where we are going to really differentiate. That's why, I, listen, and I don't blame us because that's why even the Bible shows us examples of how Many people were confused when angels showed up. They wanted to worship them. 
because of what they carry. They spend time in the presence of God. And when they walk out, it, it, as a matter of fact, because he used to be, he, used, he had the highest access of the presence of God to a point that when he came out, God would be so much on him that all other creatures look at us carefully because they are looking at the majesty that is on him. That's why he thought, oh, I will set myself on now. I, hey, I can replace this person. I'm as powerful as he is. And he did not understand that the glory that was on him was not his. It was from God. And many of us, that's why we can do anything for the supernatural. We can be Christians and still be consulting with other people. Why? All that we are after is the supernatural. That's why there are people who can be Christians today, tomorrow, why? Because there was a supernatural manifestation. Listen, the devil is very much supernatural. Very much supernatural. He can show himself up in the dream or wherever. So just because you are practicing spiritual things, it does not mean that they are from God. That's why the Bible calls demons spirits. They are spirits. So you can be interacting with spirits. So if you are a Christian that does not know God, you will just take anything that has got supernatural manifestations in it. And, and, and that's why people don't know God. They, they, they are Christians, but they don't know God. And, and they take these things and they, they, man, that's why you can find Christians who still consult because as long as there's a supernatural manifestation in it. May God help us. May God help us. May God help us, Barcelona. Only one person deserves worship. It is God. Somebody once said, "Ah, was alone. ancestors. Listen. <laughs> your your parent or your whoever who passed on, they will forever be your parents or your grandmothers, and they are referred to. This word ancestor is an English word that refers to." Right? The person who preceded you. And, and they, will, they will forever be there. The problem is when we attach the supernatural to them. That's where the problem is. Because then we end up wanting to worship them. We end up wanting to talk to them. As they have passed on. We want to have a relationship with them beyond the grave. Which the Bible forbids. That's why we don't mind Is that not supposed to be prayer to a living God? If you are not a Christian, you don't have to take what I'm saying. Who are you worshiping? 
Why? That's why I'm saying, don't link it to songs. Because gospel. gospel. There was there was praise and worship. Huh? If you are getting offended, it's fine. Worship Jesus. You said you believe in him. Worship him and him alone. He himself said it in his word. He said he is a jealous God. Only he. If you want to talk to anyone or anything in the supernatural realm, it, is, it should be God. Because you are trying to replace Jesus. You are, you are putting your ancestor in the place of Jesus, which he said clearly, no one goes to the Father except through me. That's why when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. We are not coming in the name of our ancestors or name of... They, we love them, we appreciate them. But, but once they are beyond the grave, the Bible says... Beyond the grave, there is not even knowledge. No, there is not even work. In other words, they don't know anything. They can't do anything. Minankuluma about your ancestors. Whom you love. I'm talking about them. Yours and mine combined. They can't do anything. That's what the Bible teaches. Listen, if you are not a Christian, you don't have to take what I'm telling you. You don't have to believe in it. But if you say you are born again, you are a child of God, know this, only Jesus is the mediator between you and God. Yeah. Only Jesus deserves your, 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 your devotion. Whatever it is that you have to do in the supernatural, you have to do it with Jesus. He's the only one that the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. It's too late. You can't, you can't do that here. My problem is see nine, man. As I'm a caller, see nine. He knows what he's doing. He, he did not give us Christianity as a religion to keep us going just for here. He knows what he, has do, he was doing. He has a plan of redemption. He has, he has a way that things must be done. Until now we come, we want to adjust things. Listen. Any kind of supernatural manifestation that you've been exposed to, it does not mean you must devote your worship to them. Bazalani, hear me well. It does not matter whether I can come here and tell you your, 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 your names, ID numbers, date of birth or whatever. But don't worship me. Don't worship that ministry. Don't worship that manifestation. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 20, verse 20, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. English. Let's just use English. Right? Believe in the Lord your God. 
and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. Believe them as they prophesy. Not in them. They are not God. They are human. Believe in the Lord your God. And you shall be established. I choose establishment in my life. That's why the people of the supernatural, those who worship it, they are all over the place. There's no establishment about them. They are there, they are there. They run to anywhere or anything that promises him the, the, the manifestation of the supernatural. I don't, I don't say we don't need that. We need it. We pray for it. But it must not take the place of God. It must not take the place of God. It must not take the place of God. The second one is mammon worship. What is, what is mammon worship? It is when we worship possessions. Things that God has given to us. Blessings, cars, money. And then they become our God. The Bible says you cannot worship God and mammon at the same time. Maybe I'm going to close with this one because I'm out of time. You know must the drill what to do. Ne? Matthew 6 verse 24. I'm going to close with this one. In the message translation, this is how it puts it. You can't worship two gods at once. Loving one God, you will end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. Then it says you can't worship God and money both. Many of us, we allow possessions, what we have, what we don't have, to dictate our conduct and our attitude towards God and the things of God. That's why there is this interesting phenomenon in the body of Christ that at the end of the month, attendance drops. Why? Why? Either we cartel about mall the whole day is all, or we mall nam change, or we are sabu guti kuzo kuzabe kufune goshu mangas ganja nam, but but somehow we mali kulume now. Many of us we were committed to God, but business took over, and now we are busy. We are we are more committed to these things that God has blessed us with that we prayed for than God himself. That's why today as the church, our biggest struggle, it is to check whether or not Abazalani they will be available for things that are supposed to help them be discipled. Yeah, you organize this where people are supposed to come and be helped, they'd rather go somewhere else. Yet, Ekai Gini Mak announced Waktiwa Kunum Sebins. Ulova was a corner son to it. Uguapi M. Sebenzin. Who do you worship? 
as you believe in Jesus, do you really worship him? That's why many of us, we are comfortable adjusting things pertaining to our faith to accommodate our families, the world, our friends, our colleagues. We, 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 we will not think twice to put God on pause. Who do we worship? Who do we serve? M- many of us, our, our, our possessions, they have a louder voice in our lives than God. Somebody puts it this way, money is a good servant, but a bad master. M- many of us, we were not drinking, not smoking, not having m- many girlfriends or many wives or because we did not have the means to finance that lifestyle. The problem, manje, the reason why we are Zazi lay queens and I'm Sanji. Without money, you, you won't be able to get attention from them. But, Maungawa ni mad. Singabona ngawe. So, to. How's booze? Songkala's cut bow right, Nalung Oskazoy one. Marimali temait. No, so for a second. See what's vogue? Slala pants is telling my creating. One six and we lending. Young animal. Sing peace. That is when possessions have become your God. You have allowed them to control you. And then God becomes, ah, ah. But come on, as life. When at the time, when I'm going to life. But we can on to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No matter how we can do it, we check it. Uta bengula njenzoncheka mbono kutumfundi swamu right na kunga nankons ah manje mobi income ite above twenty thousand so ne life eh 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 I'm a lead pastor of three campuses hi mara I'm wondering how is one ba pizgan mwa life yami piz. Every day. And the Sometimes, you know, I, I, I always joke with my other friend and, and I say, Marang Fonella to give me, hey, whoop my friend, he tell you no. Either I'm coming from church or I'm at church or I'm going to church. Wow. 
That's why I say, you, you see, if Christianity becomes part of your life, it's going to be a problem. But as soon as it becomes your life, you'll realize how easy it is. It becomes your main thing, and then you add other things. You, you see if in your schedule with your God, can you fit in? Going on a holiday, can you fit in going to a park, a mall? But sometimes we just come up with things that you are wondering, are you still even a worshiper of Jesus? Listen, as I close, the Bible says, when the wise men came, they wanted to go and worship Jesus. And when they found him, they did exactly that. They worshipped him. Herod said, I manim tola ningbis namingzom kons. Many of us is kapile. But our motive, the Bible says the motive that Herod was not to worship him. He wanted to destroy him. And many of us, this is what we are attempting to do with Jesus. We are attempting to destroy his reputation, his character, his purpose, because we don't want to show this is what Jesus can do through my life. Where is your heart? Who are you worshiping? Who are you devoted to? Can God, whom you claim you worship, can this Jesus that you have confessed as your Savior be your Lord? Can when you have chosen a boyfriend for yourself, can he come and say, not that one. Sacrifice him for the sake of a relationship you have with me. Can when you say, I am shot. Can after Jesus said, not this one. Can you lay him down for him? Who do you worship? Who do you bow down to? Because that is what Satan said to Jesus. He said, if you can bow down before me and worship. The question is, who do you bow down before? Many of us, we are bowing down to our boyfriends and girlfriends more than we bow down to Jesus. Every Sunday, I go love. I'm seeing a generation of Christians who are committed to adjusting the statutes and the commandments of God. Especially those that seem to inconvenience their fleshly carnal desires. Even Jesus cannot do anything about it. Even if it means interrupting the relationship that he has with Jesus. But we no longer think twice 
angazi nani ukuthi sithandazela ukuthini siqamba manga we are becoming hypocrites by the day pretending to be one thing while we know we are not when we are a church we want to look holy we want to look righteous we are serving we are committed and we know that as soon as we walk out of that door anything is possible with them they can go out and do whatever they want and that's why our relationship with God does not produce results because we think God is in the business of blessing who you pretend to be God is not in that business God wants to bless who you genuinely are we want to appear holy and righteous before our fundisi. Maupamwetula unwele uze ushula nishonengilosi yoktinea sale zulin. But when you walk out of the door, you can do whatever. When you are amongst your friends, you don't even consider God in your talk, in your decisions, in your actions. You don't consider God. You don't consider how is this going to affect my relationship with God? How is this going to temper with Jesus' reputation? Many of us, we see this as match. But you wouldn't hesitate walking with this t-shirt, boldly written Jesus. Not at least they know because that's how much they respect it. Tina, singena na uchesa pila. The whole week na uchesu apila. Utimaupuma, come to church, lift your hands. As if nothing has happened. Pretending to be all good and all clean. Barcelona, we, we must cease to be liars. God knows our hearts. That's why Jesus said another place, he said, these men worship me with their mouths, but their hearts are far away from me. Stop lying to yourself and stop lying to God. Because God cannot be mocked. God cannot be deceived. He knows exactly what... That's why we, you know, this business of coming here and see, 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 we look like Christians. That's why because we are great pretenders. See the city envahole suit to Gunendot or Gune, Gune, what, what, eh, no, we keep a little suit to where we are still in our sas, who is still in our squas, who to Jane. Don't come here and pretend to be something that you are not. If you don't please swim, that's it, born who to don't please swim. Don't be smiling here, men of God, who let you go to choose a tray. Yet at home, you are disrespectful to your parents, disrespectful to your husband and to your wife. Let us stop this nonsense. If we want to be Christians, let be, let's be Christians. Stop giving people an impression that you are holy, you are all that, and yet you know deep down there is a rot. What are we even doing, Basel? What are we even doing? Do we even love Jesus? Do we even love the body of Christ? Do we even want the church to, to be a glorious church that Jesus wants it to be? Do we even want to participate in that? Or all that we are here for is to destroy this Jesus. 
We told people we want to go and, 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 and we want to go and worship him. But at the end of the day, we are here to destroy his church. That's why Emma Sonto and Nam Shines, Utola Abazalana Bakula and Elim Manuase Amatota Waban in the church. You pretend to be holy. You are ushering, you are playing, whatever you are, you are serving, you are doing this, and yet you wouldn't hesitate to sleep with somebody else, someone else's husband. Yet, may you be a cast, may you be a cast, may you be a cast, may nothing come right in your life if you have that mindset and mentality of interrupting someone else's faith. And when your agenda is to interrupt their faith in Jesus through your hypocritical lifestyle. You are the same one to feed toxic things to innocent new believers. Let's stand on our feet. This is not some franchise. This is not some organ. This is a church of Jesus Christ. This is the body of Christ. And it must be treated as such. This is not a place to come and play and come and, and be hypocrites and be real with yourself. Live a genuine and sincere life. Like we were saying last week, true faith, true faith, true faith. And then you come here and the call. Iza uzo attenda jenga wongo mnyu mtunga kakaol. Uzatunklasane so 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 ready to commit to this life because this is not just about coming to an altar call. It is when you walk away to to commit to this life. Listen, Christianity is not here to make us comfortable. It is here to inconvenience our lives, interrupt our lives. Many of us, the Bible clearly says, bad company corrupts good character. No. No. When the Bible even puts it this way friendship with the world is enmity with God. No, we don't mind being enemies with God. I mean, I love my friends. I will live with them every day. I'm not saying don't have friends who are not born again, but, but you cannot be living with them. You are spending time with them, you are getting advices from them. What are they advising you? They are discipling you instead of you discipling them. Who do you worship? This man said, Lord, I believe. And the Bible says he worshipped. And my worship to God is going to be my devotion. Giving my time, my abilities, my resources everything I have fully my family everything fully to him and put him first the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all else shall be added unto you can I boldly 
say here today, I'm living that kind of a life. Or, Jesus says, I'd rather know if you are hot or cold. Because if you are lukewarm, he says, I'll spit you out. So, Mzalwan, we abandon omu yashisa. Do you want to keep Jesus and your ungodly relationship at the same time? The Bible says you can't serve two gods. Do you, do you want this ungodly relationship that you have that is causing you to live a not so righteous life? You know you are not sexually pure. You know you all of these things, you living comfortably with them. And yet, usafuna nuchis. Decide, choose ye this day. Who are you going to worship? Is, is that ungodly relationship worth your relationship with God? Let's lift up our hands. Let's take a minute to pray. We all know ourselves where we are. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ today. We are returning our hearts to you. We are recommitting to you. We want to worship you and you alone. We don't want any other gods in our lives. We don't want to bow down to any other God in any form or shape. In any form or shape. See, as we say, lagu and kulungulueto. Sfunu konza wenaweto. Sfunu konza wenaweto and kulungulueto. We want to move away from all of these idols. From, from all of these ungodly things. In the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God. Father, we say, as from today, Father, we want to worship you and you alone. We want to worship you and you alone, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Father. We want to walk away and disconnect from any other thing that is attempting to take your place in our hearts. Ungodly relationships, we lay them down. We give our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. It is our reasonable act of worship. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We bless you, Savior. We bless you, Redeemer. Oh, Lord, we bless you. We worship you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we praise your name. We lift you up, O oh God. We exalt your name. You alone are holy. You alone deserves the glory and the honor. In the name of Jesus Christ. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you are in this room, you want to make that decision to serve Jesus and Jesus alone. You want to receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. For the first time today, you want to declare your faith in him. Like this blind man, probably your eyes were opened today and you're beginning to know the truth. But you want to take another step and say, I believe. I believe. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.